Hey, Kevin. Don't we have a movie to watch shortly? Uh, yeah. I've looked all over the ship and can't find Branson. Do you know where he is? What do I look like? His legal guardian? I mean, technically and spiritually? Yeah, yeah, you are. Uh, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. I'm just lagging. Uh, well, here's a note that was left on this locker. A note? Let's see here. Uh, hey, guys. Um, man, his handwriting is terrible. I'm taking the night off. Still trying to make sense of losing my alien, alien beach ball pet to John's BLT. Those were weird, by the way, John. Seeing <laughs> more tomatoes movies might be too traumatic for me at my at the moment. I'll be back next time. Until then, if John does. Uh, more cooking verify the source sincerely branson well okay that's that's not good hey hey guys uh i just got done cooking some more food because the taco machine uh anyway it's a old finnish recipe it's called uh poron carita ah. poron caristis Por- what? Porn huh? caristis. Isn't that made with like reindeer meat? We have no reindeer here on the planet Geekery or in the space station. No, but after talking to Branson, I had a substitute for it. So uh, I found something else. Yeah, just try it. You'll never notice the difference. Uh, 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 um, what um, What did you use? Huh? I had... A substitute. Something else. Uh, um, you know what? Uh, uh, um, you know, I, I have like, you know, um, I, Alfred Hitchcock movie to watch. I'll go watch the birds. You know, I'll see I'm, you later. I'm, Bye. I had a big breakfast this morning, so. All right. Well, fine. More for me, I guess. Prepare yourself to discover a world of terrible movies. High above the planet Geekery, a group of intrepid explorers hover over the dangerous planet in their fabulous super-orbital spacecraft. Their mission? To conduct a complete analysis of movies known throughout the universe as Terrible. So grab your space popcorn, grab your freeze-dried ice cream, and join us for today's mission of discovery and wonder. Are these movies better than the galaxy thinks? Or do they really belong on the bottom shelf? Hello, welcome to the Bottom Shelf, the podcast where we watch terrible movies, so you don't have to. I am Dallas. I'm so glad to have you guys here with us. This is an extension of Geek Devotions, the show for devoted geeks who are devoted to letting you know your love. So if you don't listen past this portion of the podcast and all the ridiculousness that has already taken place, hey, know this, we love you, we care about you, there is a plan and a purpose for your life. Hey, speaking of ridiculous, we have with us uh, one of my favorite Beautiful men with a hair that is so thick and lovely, like a lion's mane. I'm not so sure Mufasa's head might not be on his head itself. Mr. Kevin Burnham. Hi. So hey. hot. Kevin, how's it going? Thank buddy? you. Uh, I'm okay. I, I think someone thought I was Rob Lowe for a second. I was like, no, I'm not Rob Lowe. <laughs> I would think more along the lines of Colin Farrell. 
Yeah, thanks. <laughs> we also have with uh, us. Yeah, I get I get the reference. Thank you. <laughs> we also have with us Mr. John. How are you doing, John? Uh, you know, I could I could complain, but why? I'm not gonna listen to it, so rather than that. <laughs> so <laughs> hey uh, So what was the name of that finished dish again? I was trying to figure that out. I, I don't know. Heard I've it. never had it before in my life. He just pulled he it out of a recipe book, us. apparently. So <laughs> Anyways, hey, uh, we have uh, apparently Branson's out, and uh, he's uh, he's grieving the loss of his pet beach ball, mm-hmm. and he, he didn't have to eat it. <laughs> no, no one forced us to eat anything. No, we're just gonna ask a lot of questions from this point on. I'm gonna ask you more questions than the health inspector asked Taco Bell. <laughs> Wait, that's not much that they ask him, anyways. So, anyways, hey, uh, Kevin, what are we doing today? What are we watching? Uh, you know what? How about we just watch the O.J. Simpson trial? Uh, uh I, that's a little too much suffering. I've Let's been watch something else already. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I have right here with me. Let's go, Killer Tomatoes Part Two. How about that? Killer the Return Tom- of the Killer Tomatoes. Wow. Tomatoes. Do Sorry. Yeah, you liked the fast last one. In I fact, did. You put it on a special shelf. I did that. Nobody else ever puts anything on it. There's a lot of room up there. I'm not yeah, gonna lie. I was quite bare. I was surprised at that rating. And uh, if you guys want to know what that rating was, uh, John had placed it up on the top shelf. If you want to know why? Check out the last episode. Um, link in the description down below. Um, so, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes Part Two. Is it? Is yeah. that what it's called? Um. Well. It was a little bouncing around, but they stuck with Return to the Killer Tomatoes, and it was made um, 10 years later. So, 1988. We're going to the 80s now. Wow. It is rated PG. It's 98 minutes. It is directed by John DePeople, so he was the same guy who directed the last movie. Mm-hmm. It was produced by J. Stephen Peace, who, which we all called the, um, the fake John Belushi. He produced this movie. It is written by John DePeople. The people and Jay Stephen P. So they basically, it's almost like the returning cast is back into this. And that's quite impressive for me. That 10 years impressive. later, most people were just like moved on, died off, or got married by somebody else. <laughs> Anyways, looks look right here. Um, It is starring Anthony Stark as the main lead, but he lost his um Michael J. Fox lookalike contest role. It stars interfold model Karen Mistel. A bad hairdo, Sean Landquist. A much younger, handsome, suave, George Clooney. A creepy, cookie, mysterious, and spooky, John Ashton. A returning, Stephen Peace. And it's also starring Carmen Miranda, Michael Jackson, Don Johnson, Sheena, Queen of the Jungle, and the Pope himself as tomatoes. Michael Jackson? He lost his way to Neverland, so yes, I guess he found his way on the set. Wow. Okay, then. All right. Uh, John, do we have any warning labels on this thing? Uh, I don't see any. That's, I guess that must mean it's a great movie. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. There's no, there's no warnings. I mean, obviously this means we should just put it on the top shelf now then. I mean, in a podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, an unanimous po- top shelf pod episode right here. Okay. Episode's over. All right, nice. Love see you guys. Say good night. <laughs>
<clears throat> it's been 25 years since the Great Tomato War, and tomatoes are still banned throughout the country. But traumatic memories of the man eating fruit are fresh in the minds of those who literally squashed the bizarre revolution. Now they're back. Boy, Mountain Road behind the guarded gates of a creepy mansion, a terrible plot is being hatched. Professor Grand Green, a lecherous mad scientist, is hard at work at his latest discovery. Thriving tomatoes and two perfect replicas of real men and women. Will the evil professor succeed with his plan to take over the world? Can this superhuman vegetable in disguise fool the trained eye? Can even the tomato task force stop them? insidious onslaught. And whose side is the well-endowed tomato transformation terror really on? Find out in the stunning conclusion of Return of the Killer Tomatoes! Okay. Except that, to my understanding, it was Tomatoes! No, I was saying, dude, you are so paranoid, bro. Are you okay? I was because just... everything I say, you say, wrong, 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 no, wrong, wrong, no. So yeah. That almost Take... sounded like a song. Wrong, 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 no, no, wrong, <laughs> wrong, 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 no. Anyway, um. Mortal Kombat. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, no, I was just going to say, except that it, that was wrong because there was two more Killer Tomatoes movies after the stunning conclusion here. Well, this is a VHS and, you know, they I'm, weren't sure they're going to make more. Well, so. I mean. Yeah. Because money, you never kids. know with low budget. You never know how people think. <laughs> After all, we did get we get it um, sequels for Rambo, and why do we still get those? <laughs> the better it's question like, is why do we get sequels to Highlander when the, well, the whole point was there should only be one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, what's our expectations going into the movie, guys? Uh, from, go ahead. Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> sorry. This was the first uh, movie I've watched in the series. Really? I watched this movie. Yep, I watched this movie first. I mean, first thing I watched was the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And then I've watched this movie, which the cartoon series, video games, and everything else is heavily inspired by this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when we watched it, we rented it from Hollywood Video because it was actually barely even rented or checked out. Mm-hmm. And my mom freaked out <laughs> because there are certain scenes in here. And she kept yelling like, is this PG? Is this PG? This is not PG. This is not PG. And she kept fast forwarding. And then she started getting mad at my father because he used his money to rent it. Then he started getting mad at me. I'm like... I just read the back to VHS case. Okay. It says PG. So that's why you said no PG 13s, no R's. So this is what we get. Was okay? PG 13 a thing in 1988? <laughs> it was, it just wasn't common. Yeah. Because it, were, it was still like a new rating oh. because of um, gremlins and, and um, red Dawn, red Dawn being the first PG 13 ever. So they were confused of what they should put as PG 13, what they shouldn't. So yeah, you could see that for the eighties at that time. Um, yeah, but I've watched this movie, I think, more than the original one. So I know I've watched this at least like 25, maybe 30 times. And it it's something I, 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 I would not mind watching again. This time I get to watch it with you, lads. You okay there, Dallas? You got a look on your face like you had a momentary migraine. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Tomatoes. 
came out in April. The first PG-13 film official was August. This just missed the cutoff line where they had to give it that rating. Oh, wow. Did not know that. <laughs> Same year, right? Yeah. Wow. Well, there's your trivia, kids. Oh, right. wait, no, Don't. no, no. It's four years later. Yeah, it came out. Okay, and, so I, had, I was about to say, like. Yeah, it came out four years later. So never mind. Pretend like I said nothing stupid just now. <laughs> I do that a lot. Not going to lie. Pretend like I don't say anything stupid. I'm so thankful of that, too, John. That's <laughs> how we've maintained Unlike friendship. Me, I never say anything stupid, ever. <laughs> never. John, what's your expectations going sorry, into this Sorry, movie? Kevin. I I'm, I don't catch you most of the time because I'm too busy being enamored by your ruggedly handsome looks. Oh, stop it. Mm. <laughs> anyway, uh, my expectations. Um, having just watched the first one for the first time for the last episode uh more of the same you know i i i feel like this movie probably set the appropriate tone mm-hmm. uh for this one so yeah I, I i'm not i'm not expecting you know the first movie itself was groundbreaking for for me anyway just because of how much it actually had to say by saying nothing at all right so i don't i don't expect it to be on that same level for me because when you have a movie that does something like that uh usually when they make a sequel to it like this it's usually just to capitalize on a name and not so much for artistic vision right i get that are you talking about like something like um the naked gun to 22 and a half or something like that or well, airplane the sequel something like that more like airplane the sequel the naked gun movies i thought the se- the second one was the first one i saw and i enjoyed it <laughs> and then i saw the first one and then i saw the third one and you can you, you more catch it off of the third movie than you do for the second one yeah you do see okay i'm glad someone else agrees with me on that i was like <laughs> third one it goes a little bit towards a different direction, but still has that somewhat charm to it. Mm. The first two. Cool beans. What about Dallas? What does Dallas think? What uh, does Dallas wants to know? My <laughs> expectations are kind of similar, John, more of the same. Uh, it's the 80s, so the brand of humor was really different in the 80s than it was in the 70s. Um, but I think I'll, I'll enjoy it. I think I'll laugh at it. Um, this style of movie in my experience doesn't get better like as far as a series goes <laughs> like like okay. I, I i i almost top shelved the first one almost um yeah, I, I don't foresee the, i i don't foresee this uh hitting that level but i'm open for having some good times with it okay well just letting you guys know this is the 80s it's no longer the 70s so we might get some cool soundtrack off this oh yeah I doubt it. We'll probably get we'll probably get like some uh new wave version of uh of uh uh Hollow Notes. No <laughs> Puberty Love. No. God. Oh yeah, that that uh, that song. Be like speedy do 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 puberty puberty love puberty (laughs) 
Even without so, Branson here, we can have musical episodes. What can I say? <laughs> so how about we let Glicks just play this movie and we see what we get out of it? None of us are yeah. excited to go into the observation chamber. Well, let's do uh, it. <laughs> oh, is it that I'm bad? Okay. We I'm all just, just not breathed. Ex- I'm just not excited to deal with Glicks. Glicks loves you, John. Okay. Well, with that note, play it, Glicks! Dear listeners, this is your opportunity to escape. Our crew has just entered into the media projection chamber. What horrors and madness that they consume are unknown. Their mental state upon their return is unknown. You have been warned. I, you know, just right from the get go, I'm going to say George Clooney outclassed everybody in that movie. Yep. Well, he's so young and suave, even to his younger days. It's like, <laughs> I can see why ladies flock to him. <laughs> I mean, even e- even just as an actor in a dumb movie, he still did a better job in that movie than anybody else did in that movie. Like it stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I know I'm jumping the gun by, you know, everybody being like, what are your thoughts? But you know, I wanted no, that seriously. I wanted yeah. that to be the first thing said as we come out of watching that movie. Is it that, bad that George Clooney's hair reminds me of Kevin's? <laughs> <laughs> so hot. And so it's funny. It's even more funny. It's like this was his second movie he ever done. I think he, he only did one other. Movie. I can't remember what it was, but I um, the, it might the, the director be. mentioned it. He said he did. He did. He was known for a television show and everything else. And he and he did this movie. This is the second movie he ever done. But also to add to that, he was the hardest working actor because he said that he was the only actor that stayed on set to break down to help other people with their cameras, boom mics and everything else. Everyone else just took off. Hmm. Well, he, so he thought he said, like, he, right. John said like, I knew I had a winner when George Clooney left set because everyone remembered George Clooney was on set and offset. Everyone else was like, okay. I respect that. And you know, I, he's always kind of struck me as being a bit of a classy guy. You know, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily agree with some of things that don't pertain to his acting, but. Oh, I, he, but as an actor, he he does present class. Yeah, like the most interesting man in the world. What's that? Ad? <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, class, I, I, not trash. I I know when I go into a George Clooney movie, I'm not going to see a bunch of stuff that I don't want to see. I, you know, I feel like this did push the level sometimes. A little bit. Yeah, that that rating, huh? Interesting. Eighties <laughs> PG. I, <laughs> I remember the 80s. Yeah. Boy, he's <laughs> like a like, Vietnam <laughs> like <laughs> survivor. I remember the 80s. Well, no, I'm just sitting here remembering. There. I'm just, I was. I, I just, I'm remembering all the movies that, you know, were PG in the 80s. I mean, you had like The Goonies and Monster Squad and yeah. Legitimately in. Actually, Monster Squad is PG-13. No, it was originally that was it was re-rated. Uh, it was originally. That's pe- right. It was. You're right. It was. I, I, yeah. It is but, fascinating how how different things are now from then, as far as what we consider rating wise. And um, this would have gotten a high PG-13 originally. I think uh, so, but you know, in the same sense, 
I lost my train of thought. So it's uh, gone. You know let me just tell them why we're talking about the rating, and it's because um, this movie has some sexual content. Okay, far more than I know. The first, I was surprised actually compared to like the last one. Where like the most very sexual tame. tension was at the very end with this awkward like sound of music ripoff love scene between the two <laughs> actors in the first movie. I was surprised to see so much in this movie. But again, the eighties. Yeah. Things change in a decade, just ten years. I feel like this had more of the vibe of um the Toxic Avenger than uh the first killer tomatoes yeah i was just thinking that too that the uh original i thought was a trauma film this mm-hmm. one embodied the feel of a trauma film to me mm-hmm. so kevin what were, what were so, you saying about the the rating yeah because of that, that that was the biggest thing i mean yeah it had some it had some language but this one just heavily influenced on the sexual humor and sexual content yeah. so a lot of innuendos that's the reason why yeah, like the opening. I did like the theme song of this a bit better, though. In my opinion, I like this a bit better. I like the the sound of it. The sound of it. Yes. Is it I like a because um, it's the same theme uh, for the most part? They just change the words. Is it just the 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 production quality, the production quality, and the music instrument, the instruments, the synthesizer, electronic. I like that sound, I that. and I can see why they decided to make the cartoon video games and everything else after this one because mm-hmm. well it also has better coloring on it too so it would make yeah. sense that it, it it almost feels like you're watching a cartoon to begin with i kind of see what you're saying with that yeah it doesn't take very long in the first 10 minutes first like 10 minutes it's like one after another after another after another after another type of skit style see i feel like this was less sketched out until you got to about halfway through the movie it, they, it felt like they, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll get into the spoiler of that, I, yeah. but the this felt more of a cohesive story than the first movie did, uh, that, which honestly kind of threw me out of the the world of it. Like I, I actually enjoyed the sketch comedy of it. It wasn't bad, the the some of the comedy bits, but it wasn't it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah, that, that I I agree with that. The, this one felt more like it was written to be a movie written with a story in mind rather than a bunch of bits put together to tell a story Mm -hmm. loosely um which it's a different narrative direction um as far as whether it's a better or worse narrative direction i mean we will probably get into that in the spoilers and closer when we get to the rating reasons but it's definitely something uh noticeable Mm -hmm. and i will i will say you know, if you like or don't like the first movie, um, that's not going to necessarily be a guarantee that you're going to feel the same about the second movie that you did with the first, because they do take a lot of different narrative directions uh, with this one than they did with the first movie. So totally. it, it, it's, it almost feels like it's a sequel in name alone. Mm hmm. Um, I, I think the term that comes to mind is for me is it's like a spiritual successor. It's like, yeah, it's playing an homage to the first one while trying to be its own thing altogether. Yeah. Like, I feel like they took some themes from the first movie and they kind of fleshed it out a little bit more, perhaps mm-hmm. because they didn't have, you know, $60,000 plus that went down the hole with a helicopter crash. <laughs> best thing i've done i found in the facts ever seriously 
And it could use another helicopter or something to crash. <laughs> By the way, I talked to my father-in-law. No, Kevin, uh, the movie crashed. <laughs> you're telegraphing <laughs> your, your, your rating. I was talking about father-in-law, and he was telling me there was another movie that he he had heard about that had a had an actual uh, event like that happen, but um, it ended up much more poorly uh, than what this one had ended up as. And actually, the directors got sued for keeping the scene in the movie. So that's a battlefield earth. Please say battlefield earth. Oh, what you're talking about this one. No, it didn't happen here in Shreveport. So, (laughs) all right. Any other spoiler free thoughts on the film? I thought graphically it was root powder. (laughs) Sorry. I don't know why it just came up to my mind. It just, whatever. (laughs) I thought graphically this was a better film. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot more polished than mm-hmm. the previous film. A lot better with the camera um, work too. Yeah, that would I would definitely say because it's not just classic. Everything's zoomed out. Mm-hmm. You're able to zoom in on people's faces, reactions towards the scene. Right, and you're able to have better lighting and everything else. So yeah, like I said, bigger budget, so you're able to do a bit more than you were with the last one. Sound was a bit better, too, so I was able to understand certain things because, I guess, the first one, sometimes you might miss something, someone might say, because sound quality wasn't so grand. Right. I, you know, I actually looked into it because I, I, cause it was it did look and feel better, and I actually looked at the uh, the director, John Del Bello, hoping to see maybe he did something else, but he's really only done these movies and then Black Dawn? Yeah. That's it. When you said John... When you said... Did you say John or... Yeah, John DeBello. I thought you were going to say, never mind. I, my brain went stupid. Never mind. <laughs> would you think of John Huston? He would never touch this type of movie. <laughs> no. For some reason, he said John. I thought Jerry, and then I was going to say Bruckheimer, and then I'm like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he moved on some bigger self, and then all of a sudden, just no one doesn't know who he is. Like, who's Jerry Bruckheimer? <laughs> it's like, oh, you had to see it to believe in the early 2000s. Oof. All right. Well, I feel like the, we don't really have anything else to add for the spoiler-free conversation, so let's this jump is, in. It, I, I will say the fact that we have nothing else to say in the spoiler-free section kind of is a good indicator as far as how this movie is. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's go ahead and go on to the spoiler section, shall let's we? Let's do it. I want some pizza. I want some pizza. Ladies and gentlemen, the spoiler section. All right. I'm not putting anchovies with peanut butter pizza ever again. <laughs> in in our bathroom, no. thanks you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the spoiled section where everything is spoiled here, including uh, Kevin's pizza. anchovy pizza. So... That uh, was one rotten tomato. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have a wow, question, dude. Really? Because I'm I'm having a, a moment here. Didn't the so they they go to break home dude out of prison? Wasn't he dead at the end of the first movie? He, unless they say that he survived. I mean, there was the, the implication in the first movie was he's dead. But didn't you listen to the new lyrics of the song? <laughs> We kill him off in the first movie, but we brought him back once again. <laughs> That's true. It's true. There was 
the I segment mean, of the song. I want to repeat it because I, I thought it was hilarious because I just well, laugh every time. Real quick here, Kevin. I, I have an, I have a question to as a response to Dallas's question in that is the real is the realism of this movie the thing that has you disgruntled, Dallas? The I mean, realism? Honestly, yeah, are are you really going to be like, oh, he was dead in the first movie, so obviously he can't be here? Like that's the thing in this movie that you're 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 going to nitpick is <laughs> no. It's there's far more things to discuss in the movie, but that was one of the ones that like when when they brought him up, I'm like he's dead. <laughs> like it just stuck out for some reason. Like why is he here? He's dead. Like, and then happening? you remembered what movie you were watching, and you're like, "Oh, I guess nothing's <laughs> supposed to matter in these movies." Go ahead, Kevin. I didn't. I'm sorry, I cut you off, but I had to get that out. No, I mean he's absolutely right because, um, like, I, like I think we mentioned for the first movie, you already know, as I said earlier, like you already know in the first, just even one minute, you already know this is a comedy. Yeah. So it kind and it already tells you this is a stupid comedy. This is stupid dumb comedy. I mean, we got the dollar movie, um, preview, which is like. You open it's like, wait a minute, what movie is this? <laughs> and then it goes from the dollar menu to some beach party movie scene because a guy was very popular in the 80s. There was so many beach movies with John Cusack and a bunch of else. And then like two minutes later is another thing with the Roger Corman, William Castle, cheesy sci-fi starting off with um, Mr. Adams himself. Yeah, I like John that. Ashton. I was so excited to see him. Like I was legitimately excited to see John Aston. I love every time he's in anything because he's he's very funny. He's a very he funny is. person. You know that sucker is still alive. No, for reals? He's 98. 97, 98. Wow. Gomez Adams is going to outlive us all. He will, man. Yeah. I just pulled John Aston's uh, IMDb. He's got <laughs> a movie coming out. Yes. He will still do projects and he will still autograph things for fans. That is so cool. I'm like, that's incredible for a person of his age. Like, he'll still be willing to do that. I, I wonder that. if we, I wonder if we could hire him to do the intro and replace Cap Commando Cody. <laughs> I'll let you reach okay. out to him. Um, I, I don't think I let you know, guys know this, but I was talking about how we are watching this movie. <laughs> One of the Kevin's like back to what I Twitter. was saying. <laughs> no, no, I just want to let you know, guys know this. Um. Before <laughs> before we got here in Planet Geekery, I put on my Twitter account we're watching this movie. One of the original actors loved that we're doing this. No kidding. Yeah. Which actor? He's the the main lead. He he, he liked the post. And Anthony Stark? He, yeah, he commented. No kidding. No I'm kidding. Up. See if he still if the comment's still there, but uh, it was so late at night and I was already passing out of sleep. So, but I saw he liked it and loved it or something like that on Twitter, which I'm not a Twitter person too much. So I decided to do that, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> but other than that, um, I, like I said, I like this song a little bit better. I don't know what you guys think, but I, I wrote down the lyrics. I see at least he, just a portion. I see that he liked which, it, but he did not uh, comment. Okay, I thought I could have sworn he commented. I was I was like I wanted to read about. It. I couldn't find it on my computer here. Yeah, yeah, he um, he liked the post, but that's pretty cool. Okay. Well, Anthony Stark, 
you're still open for a spot here if you want to come back and talk about this movie. I don't care. I will talk about this movie with an actor from it. Now, John Aston, if you really do want to do our intro, redo our intro please, for please, us, please, I please, I will please. I will kick Nathan James Norman out of that just to put you <laughs> into it. So the only reason, and Nathan will be happy with that decision. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, he, he'd be you like, Dude, if you, I don't care. He's like, if you can get Gomez Adams to do your intro, I'm fine. Just fine. <laughs> and we'll never delete that. We'll always keep it on forever. I, Even I if mean, this podcast oh, ends, like, I'm going to use that intro for something else. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this intro playing at this man's funeral? What's going on? <laughs> it will be the intro to my funeral. I'm just going to have speakers on my headstone playing that over and over again. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We have nobody show guns, no flying spaceships or explosives, no James Bond cars or Top Gun jets or real expensive fancy sets. But we've dealt. But, we, but a deal we've cut for vid cassettes. So I'm like, see, if you listen to the lyrics, if anybody does. You know this is comedy. This is slapstick, yeah. and I like it. It doesn't take itself seriously. It's not trying to stay loyal to any particular storyline. So, I mean, when when they came back and I noticed that the dead guy was on the screen again, I'm like, okay, we're doing this then. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those pizza stoppings was awful. Ugh. Did you read the pizza topping sign? The menu? I, yeah, I don't remember it offhand, but I read it, and I'm like, Yuck. <laughs> I took a picture of it with my phone because I wanted to reread it. Here, this is what I read for the pizza toppings. Okay. Marshmallow, anchovies, banana, peach, tofu, eel, strawberry, grapefruit, wasabi, bean sprouts, babe corn, kiwi fruit, tak cheese, frog legs, salmon eggs. Oh, here's, oh. The, here's, the, here's the thing. With some of those ingredients, I could make a bomb pizza without tomato sauce and can i just say can i just say if tomato sauce was made illegal they could easily replace it with alfredo sauce well not just that like uh and and for for the listener who's like i want the spoiler uh, but i don't understand what's happening in this world tomato sauce all things tomato have been outlawed completely which means the pizza industry has gone down the crapper uh and has turned into it's more illegal than marijuana uh, some terrible things but like in the philippines they don't use tomato sauce they use banana sauce or boysenberry sauce and you know i i have had pizza with alfredo sauce before i've heard it's good yeah that's that's, had, that's a chicken cheese pizza right yeah Something like that and I, I've had chicken? I've had pizza I've had pizza where they've used ranch instead. That's an option for some of the places in here in uh, Washington. Really? Yeah. No. Here you say that, Kevin. But I challenge. I've had it. I've had it. Okay. What, I've already had it. What no. do they put I on a, a ranch pizza? For... I just what? I, what do they put on a pizza with ranch? Bro, chicken and bacon. Okay, I can see that working. I can yeah, see that working. I just don't fancy it. I, I just like. You throw nah. some onions on there if you want to get a little bit ethnic, you know. What? <laughs> no, I, I, I will. I just broke Dallas. <laughs> I will put broccoli on pizza. I like broccoli on pizza or artichokes. Artichoke hearts, yeah. I'm a, real I'm a big fan guy. of artichokes. I'm a big fan of artichokes on pizza. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we can have that pizza. I, I'm I just a real basic guy. I just want pepperoni, some breakfast bacon, maybe some sausage. Uh, you know, my usual pizza is uh, 
sausage and sausage and uh, mushrooms. So okay, I, now I, I I think someone um, got their mind blown when I came back here and in Ireland for Hawaiian pizza. We put bake. We put the um, we use a Canadian bacon. We use um, pineapple, but we also put corn on there. Corn and we put corn and we used I'm, two different cheeses we didn't just use mozzarella we used mozzarella and cheddar and i'm like how is this even hawaiian here here's the deal i mean i can get down with corn on pizza i've done that before mm-hmm. they have you know that 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 is sometimes an option when you go to mod pizza i don't know if you guys have a mod pizza wherever you're at yeah here nope. in florida uh yes. but it's kind of like the subway of pizza joints. Um, yes. And you know, sometimes you can put corn on there and corn's not bad on pizza. I just nope. don't know that I would put it on a Hawaiian pizza. Cause that, then it would taste less like Hawaii to me and more like Christmas dinner, you know, <laughs> a ham, some corn, maybe put some mashed potatoes on there, you know, get the trifecta. And, and, and Hey, you know what? As long as we're getting stupid with it, let's replace the, uh, let's replace the tomato sauce with some, uh, uh, turkey gravy, you know, or some ham gravy. <laughs> I mean, it does have Canadian ham on there, so that's not Hawaiian at all. <laughs> Can I point out the fact that for like the last 15 minutes, we've not talked about the movie at all. I'm sorry. You start well, talking about we, pizza. We, I talked. Well, that, that, that's I, my point. That's Kevin, my point. Kevin, Kevin, you were the one who brought the pizza stuff up in the first place. So. Because the pizza's in the movie. Yeah, no, well, I'm in the pizza my, mood. my point is like we're we're more interested in talking about everything else but this movie. <laughs> the entire podcast we were recording for 43 minutes. For those of you who are listening, we have talked more about other things than the actual movie, which I think telegraphs like like watching through like the jokes just weren't landing for me. There are a few humorous portions of it, but like the jokes just weren't landing for me for most of this movie. I think the funniest bit was halfway through the movie where they ran out of money for the budget. And they started doing product placement. That was funny. When that they did, bit. especially when it felt when they crowbarred it in for the second half of the movie, just to <laughs> that was the best part. <laughs> um, the fight scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. In in as much as uh, I feel that George Clooney outclassed everybody as an actor in this movie, I will say mm-hmm. John Aston out shown everybody when it came to the humor in this movie he he got what the movie was and he became self-referential with the movie whereas Mm -hmm. i think even when even when they broke character and did that we're out of budget scene Mm -hmm. i feel like everybody else still was playing it a little bit too hard to make an actual movie with their acting um and so you know, even George Clooney, which I said, again, he was great in this movie, but in the same sense, I think he could have read that a little bit better because uh, a comedy actor, George Clooney is not. <laughs> um, I'm um, oh, sorry. So I, I'm just I'm just saying that uh, there were two shining points for two opposite reasons. But yeah, the the humor specifically, unless John Aston was on this uh, was on the screen most of the time the jokes just weren't landing because they weren't delivered in the right rhythm or timing or however you want to put it. It just, it, it, it it felt like the jokes that weren't John Aston's jokes were delivered a little bit too deadpan. I don't mind the deadpan. I actually enjoyed a lot of deadpan type of humor and 
I mean, I found myself laughing at a lot of jokes. I will agree that when John Ashton is on, it shines so much better. Yeah. And hence the reason why, um, the, the, with his character as Dr. Um, Grand Green, mm-hmm. he was always used for all the animation, the video game, and all the other future sequels. Right. Because they liked his character so much, and John Ashton always returned to do it. I don't think he voiced the cartoon, though, because... They never came to him to do the voice for the animation, which I'm like, why would you not do that? <laughs> right. Well, let me ask this, Kevin, because uh, you bring up like when I, at, when he's on the screen, he just kind of outshines everybody when it comes to comedy. Is it a matter of the rest of the comedy just didn't hit well because of the contrast to John Aston, or was it just the script writing you think that wasn't the best? A little bit of the script, mm-hmm. and also a little bit of. Um, an actor's skill of mm-hmm. how to portray their lines because the young kid, the main lead, mm-hmm. he, I don't mind him that he was a little over top, but sometimes he was too much. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't think he had a, a, a well enough balance because everything was just like over crazy over the top. Like he's young Tom Cruise, just like freaking out over all his lines. I'm like, you don't have to do it all the time. There's a, there's a fine balancing line between the two. Mm-hmm. And, and he's not a bad actor. I've John Aston is a very, yeah, he played in a lot of television shows. He's a very, he's a tele, he's a television actor. He, he's, he, he's a There's talented a television actor. I, I've enjoyed him in a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff he's done over the years. I, I, yes. I think it, that he was a, I think him, and the other people were a victim of the script for most of the, most of the jokes. Yeah. Because this one was, this was going less from the first one. Mm-hmm. which was more skits, less story. Mm-hmm. This one, I think, you know, it's not bad. Try and take a risk. You want to, you want to see if you can branch out or something. Mm-hmm. He went more story and a little bit less on the skits. He still had skits and the skits really come in more heavy when it hits that halfway mark <laughs> onwards. There was skits throughout this movie, but it hits heavy head on when it hits that halfway mark. Which he has mentioned in the commentary that he that like Wayne's World deliberately just stole from this whole story because this was before Wayne's World. Oh yeah! And as soon as they, they got they, to, they, as soon as they got to the product placement bit, I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, Wayne's World ripped this off wholesale. They were they were just like, we're you know that thing they did in uh, Tomatoes too. Yeah, we're doing that. So yeah, <laughs> and it, it works very well for this movie. So it's like okay, now we're going back to our original style of filming. What it is with um to have that mm-hmm. that part, um, yeah, and I will I will say that you know it, it, it's more it's just an experiential thing too. I mean, I I I'm not saying that for George Clooney by any means in this movie because he had little experience. He just had talent. Mm-hmm. But when it came to John Aston, though, like you know, how many years did he spend being Gomez Adams? Right, right. Like that guy knows how to deliver idiotic lines like he mm-hmm. can, that dude that dude knows how to that guy that guy knows how to sell the ridiculous mm-hmm. in a in a way that it would it's funny you know and so you know he's on he's on stage just clowning it up but i think everybody else was more coming across as fozzy bear like mm-hmm. waka waka yeah <laughs> we're, we're stupid so funny right right you know yeah hey real quick uh kevin just look at uh john astin's imdb it looks like he did do the attack of killer tomatoes the tv series yes i said i was saying for the animated series yeah oh wait 
maybe I didn't realize there was a live action series versus an animated series. No, oh, yeah, yeah. The I animated really series. There was a live. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. did the voice for that. Yeah, he did. Okay, then I recant my previous statement because I really could have sworn that it said that he um they never went up to him, but I guess I'm thinking of something else. So they did. Mm-hmm. So they, they went after him, and he did voice for the animated series. Yeah. Dude, he's the Vincent Price. <laughs> he, I mean, he's up there. Like that, like John Aston's one of those people who, when you think about comedy and you think of this the style of comedy, they're like, yeah, John Aston because he, he's so good at it. Um, like what John was saying. Shows you a seasoned actor. Yeah, a seasoned actor versus like the other guys. Good. Everyone else was was very young when they were doing stuff. Again, mm-hmm. fine actors uh, throughout the whole whole film. But they were all very young in the in the in their careers, and I just don't think that that's the uh, the style for some of these cats. Now, how many times have you seen the same actor playing multiple roles in this movie? Because like, there's five different, like the director, the writer, and someone else. You see them in five different scenes. I'm like, they're just taping on mustaches, or taping on wigs, or playing something else. Already darkened their skin, or lightened their skins. Like that's the same actor, right? Uh, to be honest, I like that. to be honest, I didn't notice that, but I wasn't looking for it either. And unless I, I I'm bad with recognition of people. So mm-hmm. unless I've, unless I've specifically seen somebody several times, mm-hmm. um, it, it's hard for me to just see them passing through a crowd where they're not the main person that I'm, fo- not, they're not the main focus of a crowd. And I'd be like that guy so <laughs> oh yeah i mean they were not even just passing they were really on screen talking like mm. um, with the scene with the when they were in the restaurant mm-hmm. and then the music plays and the the model lady um turns back into a tomato karen at, yes karen and everyone runs out there then there's a, a dumpster truck scene that goes in the car chase like hey it's already been 45 minutes in this movie. Where's our car chase scene? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we need a car chase scene. So this dump truck runs to the um, building with cardboard boxes. And the guy's like, yep, low budget movie, low budget movie. And that's the same guy who comes back later as the one who's like, hey, you get $400. Skill Writers Guild, you get $400. You get $400. And then he plays another bit just like two seconds later or five minutes later mm-hmm. as yeah. the guy with the mustache. You didn't, you didn't notice that? Mm-mm. Okay, that's the writer of the one of the um, writers of the jokes and everything else of this movie, mm-hmm. and the last one too. Costco, Cusco, something like that. Well, and here's the thing, though, with with this movie, like you could do that with the last movie and notice Pete when people were doing that because there wasn't there wasn't a, a thickening narrative to go along with the first movie. It was mm-hmm. just like here's a stupid premise. Here's a slice of life for everybody as this is happening. And, and like, there was no central focus, central narrative, narrative focus for the first movie. Whereas in this movie, because there is such a, such a more defined narrative focus, I found myself paying more attention to the narrative than I did a lot. Some of the visual humor that was going on, like you said, with the, actors that were had different roles over and over and over again it's just i wasn't paying attention to that because i was trying to follow along with a more defined storyline on this movie Mm. so i think i think some of the stuff like that got lost on me because of it there was one thing i'll say that really disappoints me in this movie and it's the with a title 
Return to Killer Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. There is not really any tomatoes in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which to me is a is a downside because I wanted to see the ridiculous uh, tomatoes going after people and so forth and killing them. But in this movie, Dr. Grand Green, who's played by um John Aston, he turns he transforms the tomatoes into people. They can be um models, they can be actors, they can be Michael Jackson, whatever. They're tur- he's turning them into act he's turning to people. And those are supposed to be the tomatoes, but the only problem is that I wanted to see the actual physical um, red tomato going mm-hmm. after people like the yeah. first one. This one doesn't have that. It just they turn to people. I, I guess it's I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's cheaper that way. Maybe they did have yes. FT though. And what fuzzy they tomato? The fuzzy tomato FT. Oh yeah, FT fuzzy tomato. Oh, okay, I really thought you said something completely different. I was like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I was like. Why are you saying STD? No, wow, <laughs> awkward. No, they had him, which I thought was a it was an interesting take. You know, I, he was kind of the he was the product placement, which I love the fact they played on later. I remember watching. I was like, man, they put this in to sell toys, and at the end, they're like, buy an FT. <laughs> Again, your kids will love this. If you don't, you're a bad parent. <laughs> did you say? Did you point nice that out to your mom when, after she was complaining? Did I? Yeah, after she was complaining about it not being PG thirteen or being PG. Uh, yeah, that was the very first couple of minutes when it first opened, and um, bikini girls jumping around, so forth. And I was like, "Wait, what?" And then it came time later when they're inside of a certain shop, and yeah, that one. They, they are talking about um, the the different things and that sexual content, and it's like, "Wait, what?" And that's when I think she stopped the movie. It's like, no, no, no. no. This is not PG. <laughs> I'm so, so yeah. glad I'll never have a wait what moment as a parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of that growing up with movies. That's why, like when, when you mentioned before, you watched Robocop in the theater mm-hmm. and so forth. I didn't see Robocop in the theater. I saw it probably when I was like seven, but yeah. like I, 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 did, I did see R-rated movies in the theater. Uh, although the ones my parents took me to were more in the line of like Bloxy Blues, stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah. So I mentioned that with my father yesterday and I was like, hey, um, I was, I was talking to my friends and they were allowed to watch radar movies. He's like, yeah, but are they your dad? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> That's, good. Well, That's a good no? response. Okay. <laughs> I was your father, and I did not want you watching that crap. I yeah, actually my, respect that answer. <laughs> my dad, yeah. my dad is a lot like me, but with less of a filter. So take that for what you will. There you go. Like what kind of filter? Never mind. <laughs> it's a number four uh, filter. Unbleached. It's what we make my coffee in. <laughs> That's a good filter. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so, I love, the humor in this movie is is is, is everywhere. The um the script um, was trying to follow more of a story. Story is okay. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of other things to say because right now you two are not really saying anything. I'm just well, watching I can this say, more for nostalgic. I I can, I can say that. that you, you, this is kind. Of, I was kind of abstracting thought rather than really saying my thoughts on the movie because. Uh, I didn't want to telegraph. I don't want to. I've already been called out for telegraphing my rating by Dallas. <laughs> but, you know, you, you kind of have to when you're doing a review show a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I didn't like this movie the way that I liked the first one. Mm -hmm. That's not to say I didn't enjoy this movie, but this what I got wasn't what I came to the second one for is Mm -hmm. basically what it came down to. I think the actors in it did reasonably fine. You know, and I couldn't complain too much. George Clooney, obviously, you know, I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times. He was the best actor in this movie. Yeah. Even even at such a young age. Uh, But, you know, the main male lead, he was fine. The only role that I really took issue with was the tomato lady slash love interest of this movie every time she was on the screen she took me out of it it was like watching a it was like watching a junior high drama club try to act she they hired her for her looks and her beauty not for her acting and that's obvious because the acting wasn't there i mean and that's a lot to say that's a lot to say for this type of movie to be like i'm calling you out for your acting in this ridiculous movie (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) But she was a tomato that turned into a person. She has no acting skills. She doesn't, and it it, it was it was Did very you just noticeable. Call her a tomato. Yeah, I'm glad you caught on to that. <laughs> At any rate, I didn't care for her acting. I wish they would have, you know, maybe had a little bit more standards when it came to her role because it could have been better. Mm. Um. But she's a tomato. Okay. <laughs> it it doesn't matter, dude. Like, I just... Forget it. that joke just went right over your head. Boom! There was a part in the movie where... No, where I, knew where, where I knew where you were going. The guy went to the George Clooney. He's like, but she's a tomato. I said, yeah, I bet she is. I could tell. No, I didn't really want to get into that humor. So, good job, Kevin. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I'm teasing you. Uh, if someone's in a sour mood, you're in a sour mood. You must have really hated this movie. No, I didn't. It's just I can, I can see it. It, like most movies of this genre, is an investment of in of diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it the first one's always great. The second one is, you know isn't it seldom reaches what the first one did uh it's like we were talking about earlier when kevin brought up the naked gun movies the first one was great the second one it was it had its charm it had the similar charm but it's still you know the first one is legendary for a reason mm-hmm. um hey john have some colgate wisp max for us you need to have colgate wisp max for us because it just brushed clean anytime anywhere just for you. Make sure it's sparkly white's even more sparkly white than before. We are not paid by this. Okay, please do not sue us. But if you want to pay us. I'm not going to say no. Uh, <clears throat> so, or maybe it's time to have some Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Dunkin' Donuts coffee goes anywhere, anytime, when you need the pick-me-up caffeine just on the go. Unless you have depression. <laughs> <laughs> and add milk and sugar to that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with it is just, it's an investment of diminishing returns. I still want to see the third movie, 
but I have a feeling that one might be the one to buck me off the series. Mm-hmm. Well, since you're saying all this, I guess it's, I feel like we've ran out of things to talk about with the film. We're, we're all just kind of rambling here. And I feel like John, you're about to give us your rating. So that's kind of where I felt like it was going. So, well, what's all right. So with that, John, what is your rating? Okay. So w- when it comes down to ratings, I took a lot. It, it took me a lot. Cause I didn't want to give the wrong message with my rating. Um, mm-hmm. If you're coming looking for something similar to the first movie, you're not going to find it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the humor is a little bit different. The movie style is a little bit different. I enjoyed it. I'm not going to burn it. I'm not going to bottom shelf it, but this is definitely not a top shelf movie for me. Like the first one was, uh, this one is going to go square into the middle shelf for me. Hmm. Well, Kevin, what are your final thoughts and your, and your rating for it? Sir, it is my pleasure to respond to your immediate needs. And I just like to say I would like to review this movie for you and tell you what shelf I should put it on. Please do. Okay, fine. Well, okay. I'm, I'm, I mean, not sir, master. Uh, I'm sorry, master. I, I know it could be a disappointment, but how's this? <laughs> I enjoyed this movie still for its silliness and its stupidness and for the things it says. I enjoy um, some of the humor other films has taken from this movie as well. Not just Wayne's world, but there was other things because there were other jokes that, um, the guys behind the naked, the naked gun took from this movie. And I I see it right there. Quite apparent. Um, so I'm going to put this in the middle shelf. Wow. Okay. I like the, I, I like the original a little bit more, but I still like this movie. I still do. I still enjoy the humor. It's not just because it was, the first one I saw of the series, but for some reason I still find myself laughing at some of the bits. Right. Even at the very end with, when it, when it referenced the very beginning of the movie, like when George Clooney throws the pie crust up in the air and it was like, man, it's amazing how everything in the beginning of the movie always just comes back at the end. And George Clooney looks at it like not everything. And the pizza crust finally falls on his, on his face. That was funny. I enjoyed that moment. <laughs> Yeah, or the secret of the movie. The. <laughs> Johnson picks the phone up. I don't know what the <laughs> something is like. You said it, the secret word. <laughs> so many fourth wall jokes. There's there a, a lot. lot of fourth wall jokes. Yeah, yeah, totally. Almost makes Deadpool envious of this. <laughs> All right, so middle shelf, middle shelf. So it doesn't really matter what I say anymore. So. Okay, now you're going to say weak it, spiritual connection. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want to hear what Dallas has to say about this movie. Being so, as he's he as being as he came into the series as I've seen the first one and I have a whole lot of childhood memories. That is a very poor imitation of Dallas. <laughs> you almost not Kermit the Frog, a Canadian Kermit the Frog. A Canadian Kermit the Frog. Hidey ho, a. <laughs> would you like some maple syrup with your moose haven beer and this is ah, how we got here, a here's, here's a pizza here's a pizza with maple syrup and miss piggy on it we call no. it the hawaiian <laughs> <laughs> have this pork pie <laughs> oh my god alright so my thoughts um, oh, you have thoughts? I forgot. Yeah, let's not skip over um, you, sir. I mean, master. We won't skip over you, master. <laughs> so, 
last week I brought up the questions like, what was it about the eighties that like we had these R rated films or at least should be R rated films and we're turning the kids shows and Hank Harwell, who is a big fan of our show, uh, which Hank, we appreciate you, man. Love you, bro. He actually commented um, on a post that we had and he goes, Dallas, I'm a Gen Xer. The reason why we took movies like Robocop, Toxic Avenger, and Attack of the Killer Tomatoes and made them cartoons is because we can make them uh, toys uh, from them and sell them to kids. And he posted a GIF of uh, a home dude from Spaceballs merchandising. Uh, <laughs> merchandising. The thing is, like, this movie felt like it was just a let's make money. Let's just let's put this together and see if we can make money. Like, that's all it felt like. It does. It is a spiritual successor to the first movie, uh, more than an actual sequel to the first movie, in my opinion. Um, there are portions I legitimately laughed at. They were funny. Um, the The humor wasn't my favorite kind of humor, but I can see why people like it. I can see why why you guys are saying what you're saying about the film. Um, this is not a film that I'm like, yes, I love this film. Um, but I don't think I'm going to like dumpster fire or anything like that. If anything, I'm going to put this on a low middle shelf for my final rating. Like it's like, okay, it's going to be at the edge. If we, if I'm running out of space on the middle shelf, I might drop it to the bottom shelf, but you know, it's, it's not a bad film. It's well done. The comedy, some people like, I think, uh, not as much if you came from the first movie. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. At least they brought back the scuba diver. <laughs> they did bring briefly, it back. but yes, they did. And he had more of a character in this one as well, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time to get spiritual. Let's get you know, spiritual. One, spiritual. I want to get <laughs> spiritual. Let's get into spiritual. Let me hear your spirit talk. Your spirit talk. Let me hear your spirit talk. Your spirit talk. One quick note. Can I add? Did I know Dallas is gone. He's just, he's like, done. Okay, I'll talk over his laughter. Wow. I know all three of us has watched Toxic Avengers, if I'm correct, right? Nope, yeah. I haven't seen it. You never watched Toxic Avenger? No, sir. You talk about it enough. Okay. Well, Dallas and I, the scene inside the rest in the restaurant, when the karate people, the cowboys, and everything showed up, started fighting. Mm-hmm. Did that not remind you of the restaurant scene in Toxic Avenger? Yeah, I can see that. That was the exact scene ripoff because in that scene, when all of a sudden, when they're when they're arguing and fighting before the Toxic Avenger showed up and the guys come in and is like, give me your money, lady, and everything else. Right. Cowboys started running into the restaurant, ninjas, and it's like what is going on? You see all these people holding product patients like, hey, look, look, don't forget the front of our movie. That was an exact ripoff. Now, I'm wondering, was Toxic Avenger before or after this movie? Toxic Avenger came out in 1984. So okay, so, so they ripped off someone else. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure because I didn't know, I really want to say Toxic Avenger was first, but when I saw this, like, wait a minute, we're back at Toxic Avenger now? Toxic Avenger so, did come first, though. Okay, cool. Yeah. That was just a cool thing to know now. And incidentally, it made $30,000 or $300,000. Wait, that made more movie than this movie, right? Or which movie made more? Oh. I, I'm sorry. I know we're supposed to get spiritual. With Olivia Let me hear your John. spirit talk. 
your spirit. T- yeah, that's me, Olivia Newton. John, how are you? Uh, I can't find uh, how much it made. I know that the budget for this film was a million dollars. That's a million dollars I've never had. John, hit the bumper. This is a weak connection. Okay. Welcome to Weak Connections, where thanks to our good friends over at Strangers and Aliens, uh, we're robbing their their segment. Uh, where we're drawing some sort of redemptive quality about the film to talk about for you guys, to bring some encouragement, some hope to you. And uh, my um, weak connection is dealing with the fact that the tomatoes were banned, outlawed. They were illegal. They were being smuggled in by El Chapo uh, through the back door of the pizzeria. All right, so (laughs) here's the deal. What you saw happening there was an overcorrection of a problem. The people were legitimately scared of the tomatoes. They saw things and they were legitimately just worried about it. And um, they they overcorrected. The pendulum swung way too far the opposite direction. And, and there, there's a word that I like to talk about with people when we talk about um, our faith, when we talk about bringing balance to our life, and that is the word balance. I feel like that's important with everything we do. And um, I feel like people lose track of that sometimes, of balance. I think that sometimes in our zeal to correct a problem in our life or in society, we go way too far the opposite direction. And that's just as unhealthy as it is the one in the front of it. And so my encouragement for you guys is that as you go through your life and maybe you have a problem, maybe you have some things in your life that you need to, for a season, take some zealous drastic measures to bring correction in your life try to keep a mind of balance out of it that some things don't need to go to the extreme that maybe you've taken it to there's a lot of abuses that have taken place over the years uh through the church and through different aspects of society because people lost track of the word balance and they went too far in causing issues in people's lives um and understanding that everyone has a there's a scripture that says work out your own salvation in fear and trembling and what that means is that you have to understand what people have in their lives and what's good for them uh paul in the corinthians he's dealing with some people who were eating uh food sacrificed at an altar and there was a question about whether or not you could do that and it basically says this hey look if for you eating this is a sin don't eat it and if you have a good friend in your life who, for them, eating the food, sacrifice the altar, is bad for them, don't invite them over for dinner and, and serve that food, basically. At the same time, don't shame them because they won't do go as far as you will, are willing to go with your stuff. And so my encouragement for you guys today is just have some balance in your life with what you're doing. Try to have some grace for folks. Perhaps some of all three of us here in the podcast today, we're at different places with our walk with God and our personal tolerance with certain things. And we need to be aware of that. Yeah, there's a there's a uh, extent of how far we allow things to go. And, you know, there's some things that I'm a little more stringent about than John or Kevin. There are things that John won't do that Kevin and I will do. And there's things about Kevin that uh, John and I are just like, what, why, why is this a problem for you, buddy? We don't understand. But we respect each other. And we go, okay, we will play by those roles because we want to make sure that we're holding each other accountable, helping each other grow. And helping each other to be who God created us to be and as balanced of a way as we can. So that's my weak connection. 
Huzzah. I understand nothing. So I don't understand why we do podcasting, but I'm not here. I don't even know why I'm in this plant. Wait, I do know why I'm in this plant, Curry. Never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry I was too busy staring at your luscious hair, Kevin. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know what? If any of you people are listening to this podcast and you just want to see my face and so forth, and if you want to oh, and you want to or put me for L'Oreal or something like that and say, hey, there's enough women doing this. Let's see a guy go up there and just do the modeling for hair. I guess you can pick me. So hot. All right. I said transform into human being. My secret laboratory. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, Dallas, why my don't you go ahead? My secret laboratory. That's how I get my hair so done well. Don't you know the, the laboratory the, with the shampoo and the conditioner? Forget it. Okay, that was a rant. Uh, Dallas, why don't you go ahead and land this episode? <laughs> okay. Well, hey, guys, thanks for uh, hanging out with us throughout the everything Through as we discovered that this is a middle shelf film and everything like that. Uh, we invite you guys to check out all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, not Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Look for The Bottom Shelf. Uh, make sure to f- share this out. But before we head out, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's tell you how to find some of our amazing members here. Uh, besides the back of a L'Oreal bottle, Kevin, where can we find you? So I'm actually on a L'Oreal bottle. Where is this picture? I want to see this. I've been told this quite often. I almost cut my hair, almost made myself bald. I want to be like John, but I guess... Maybe not. Wow. It sure is warm under this bus. How did I get here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you wish to find me, you can um, just come to Florida. Come to Jacksonville, Florida. Right. West side. Avondale. Hipster town. Or. Don't worry. I don't don't drink PBR. So I I drink real, you know, real, real water and real tea. Unlike all these other guys. Okay. So what about... Or if you guess you want to find me on the internet and the interwebs and everything else that you pay your $60 a month to get high-speed internet. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter sometimes, and YouTube, the Dapper Man Reviews. You guys hype that in. And if you put the Dapper Man Reviews, yes, Dapper has two Ps. I've been asked that quite often. Does Dapper have one P or two Ps? Two Ps. So, yeah. Dos. So if you know how to do that, you can find me there. Right. Which and, on YouTube, Dapper Man yeah. is only 525 people away from 1,000 subscribers. So go make sure you check that out. Yeah. Help me boost those numbers up. That way I can get a quarter of a video for monetization or something of the sort. <laughs> However it works. Cool beans. John, how about you, buddy? Oof, where can't they find me? Um... Anyways, if you do also want to go to Washington State for some Starbucks coffee, um, you know, we can go out. Oh, wait, this is your segment. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, John. Let's hear where people can find you. I was about to run down the list, but I mean, I had to make room for your ego. Uh, <clears throat> thank you. My ego is quite high. Um, I've heard of a great bar. Okay. Uh I am the DM at Playing Games with Strangers. I do a book reading podcast with uh, Celeste and Squid uh, called We Read Allegedly, also an extension of the Geek Devotions 
network i do supersonic pod comics i play the character of nick foster um i do this and i have another one in the percolator trying to figure out how it's going to work so look for it in the future awesome Sounds good. And if you want to uh, find me, go to geekdevotions.com where we do uh, weekly devotions every Friday on the YouTubes. And we also have different articles and things dropping on our website uh, and podcasts such as this one, Calm Talk by Geek Devotions. Um, We read allegedly. And um, the whole mission of all this stuff, everything within this Geek Devotions network is simply this. We want you guys to know what we love you. We care about you. There's a plan and purpose for your life. Like we joke, we laugh, we jab at each other. Uh, we throw tomatoes and then we make Branson sick because we killed his pet. But we do it because we love you and we care about you. And we hope that you guys have enjoyed these episodes up to date. So, ladies and gentlemen, until next time. Oh, wait, Kevin's got something to say. I don't mean to sound like an idiot, but what does DM mean? Is that supposed to be like direct messenger? Yeah. Uh, or direct man or dungeon master. Dun- it means dungeon master for weird. John, but it means to direct message us. Well, a dungeon? You know, I don't even want to know you're a dungeon master of. Dungeons and Dragons, bro. <laughs> um, why? Why is there not a D and M? Why is it just DM? You skip because you don't. You don't say dungeons and master. <laughs> but you just did. Yeah, Colin, because you said, "Why don't you just do D and M?" It's DM, dungeon yep. master. It's a singular title. Okay. <laughs> Do you dress up in like a Gandalf suit and everything else? And oh, here we go. And, and you roll those, those end, end, colorful it, end it, Dallas. End it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, stay devoted. Peace and love. I'm going to beat you in your sleep with a potato and a sock. <laughs> <laughs> you wish.